no, no plunder on TV will ever get a job again. <laughs> Yes, hello and welcome back to the 40-yard switch. This is episode 7. Um, it's been a long and winding road uh, as we figure out the, the wonderful world of podcasting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, after many audio issues and uh, only having one mic and then having two mics and not knowing how to work those two mics, then we'll be not knowing what a one-directional mic is. <laughs> I leaned back in my seat too fast. Uh, sorry, sorry, guys. Uh, um, and then uh, us recording last night and me not having Wilbur's mic recording the entire time. Um, these fine. things happen. These Jeff. things happen. You know, this, 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 is, this is the media world. Uh, anyway, a uh, lot to get through today. Um, starting off with uh, Leicester beating Chelsea 1-0 in the FA Cup. Uh, pretty tightly... Uh, Contested game. You probably like if Chelsea won, you probably could have said they deserved it too. But uh, Yuri Tillemans worldly in the end. Yeah. Uh, means Leicester takes it. Yeah. Is 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 Kepa getting there? Uh, I, I, I mean, Mendy getting there. Yeah. <laughs> or should Kepa get there? Yeah. I, I don't think so. Um, I think that like I might have heard you say that when before I started watching the highlights. But like, yeah. Like I I, I thought oh maybe and then I saw the actual game and I saw like the, the angle from behind the kick and like I mean it's pretty damn top in like, yeah and yeah. like that's... he's a long way out too so yeah. like Kepa's a little bit off his line so that might make it a little bit more difficult but he's like 30 yards out so yeah and like this whole I feel like it's just like this like shitting on Kepa narrative too yeah just, 100% just because he like he's this 75 million pound keeper and he's been a bit average everyone's like oh mate he's got to be saving everything to redeem himself but like, come on yeah, people love yeah <laughs> taking down those expensive signings. Yeah, but yeah. Um, but and also one thing I, w- I wanted to talk about is like there's this weird sort of narrative too that like this Leicester winning the cup story is like some magical you know from rags to riches team story just like it was when they won the league in 2016, which is just completely false. Like it's a nice story because they won this the first ever cup they've ever won, but like they're a legitimate good team and they have been for the past three seasons. And if they'd stay in the top six for the next, I don't know, a few seasons, you'd almost argue that they're, you know, a top six team. Yeah, they're definitely getting that way. And yeah, they've, it's, it's a completely different situation to, to where they were in 2016. They're now like a, a club that's a legitimate contender for, for most of the, most of these big trophies. Maybe not quite the Premier League, but yeah. you know, those cup runs, they're always a showing. I think the, the fairy tale stories, I suppose, were, um, Jamie Vardy playing in every single round of no, the that, FA Cup. Yeah, that yeah. was sick. That's and, actually crazy. And and Wes Morgan winning the finally winning the cup. Yeah, yeah. even though he didn't play. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which I wasn't aware of, but, but uh, <laughs> full, full kit nonetheless. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that that story of Jamie Jamie Vardy having played in all thirteen rounds of the FA Cup from right from like where the non-league teams play to winning it is um is pretty crazy. Yeah, it's so cool. So cool. Yeah. He's he's the ultimate like um, I mean like you know the often like in American sports like when someone makes it out 
like a out out the projects or whatever you know or like a rough neighborhood and yeah to, to like become an immediate it's like it's like the american dream it's like this is the english dream yeah <laughs> <laughs> from being a steel worker in stockport yeah the so. stockport dream <laughs> uh, uh on topic of chelsea though it was quite a rough week weekend because they've bounced back since but it was a rough weekend for them because um not only did they lose the fa cup they 24 hours later their women's team then got thrashed in the champions league final yeah, that was that was nasty. Four nil down within thirty five minutes is is a harsh. Be, I can't imagine playing a cup Champions final and final. being down that bad in the first yeah. half. I would. Oh. They were kind of unlucky. the The first goal was kind of a, a deflection, like a oh, yeah, Chelsea kick, player was kicked it into someone. Yeah, that I Chelsea that. player kicked it into a Chelsea player, which then put it into literally into the top bins. And the second one was a very very dubious penalty. Um, but yeah, um, there were Barcelona also played well. Um, Lika Martins is like incredible d- down that left wing for Barca. Um, but yeah, it's it's a, it's a very harsh losing two cup finals in twenty four hours for Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it was a bad time for the whole club. But yeah, they've since bounced back with a one uh, a two one win over Leicester in the league midweek, and they should have top four. Sorry. My T's going down the wrong way. Um, <laughs> they should have top four pretty much solidified. Uh, that being said, uh, there is a lot to play for in the um, uh, top four race, but the title, ha- although the title has been decided, um, and one thing we'll, get, we'll come back to the top four race in just a second. But one thing uh, we want to touch on is like in a lot of leagues this season, the, the title has been um, decided quite early. You know, you got uh, Inter winning the City R. Uh, already uh, about a week or two ago, City won a week, a week or two ago. Um, Bayern's had the league wrapped up for almost a month now. Um, but the La Liga's had a race, Wilbur. Intriguing. Yeah, it's it's holding up. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so there's there's one match week or one round of games left to go. Atletico basically need to win um, in order to guarantee their first league title um, in seven years um, with basically Real hot on their hot on their tail. Um, but yeah, I, I I think the most interesting narrative in the La Liga this year has been Suarez moving to Atletico and basically pushing them 100%. towards this title. Um, and now Barca are apparently interested in bringing in a 30, uh, 32-year-old Sergio Aguero who's missed most of the Premier League season through injury. Um, and hasn't exactly lit it up when he has been on the pitch anyway. Yeah. And they... So Suarez has said in an interview that Barcelona let him go because he was too old and couldn't therefore compete at the highest level at 33 years of, uh, 33 years of age. Which is just false. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just... It's just bizarre, um, you know, uh, business in, in the transfer market from Barcelona. Um so obviously, letting Suarez go was a bad thing. But is is signing Aguero a bad idea for Barcelona? Do you think? I think ultimately, yeah. yeah. Like he's getting, like, like you said, he's been injured for most of the season, and like in the limited amount of game time he's had, he hasn't been amazing. Case in point, that ridiculous decision to try a Penenka penalty in that game against Chelsea. Yeah. Like that, like that's, that doesn't show me a lethal long form striker. I haven't told you this yet, but I scored a Penenka at training last night. Oh, <laughs> wow. Just want to let everyone know. Yeah. <laughs> Melbourne Uni Soccer was going to be making a claim to be taking penalties. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think if that's their main 
if that's their main like bit of business in this transfer market, it's a terrible idea. It's, if, a, it's a free transfer, isn't it? If, if they get him on a free and they're, they're thinking of doing other things, then maybe it's not so bad. Because yeah. like, there's a rumor that they're buying him because he's a mate of Messi to try and keep Messi, but like, I don't think that's going to keep Messi. Like, yeah. That doesn't show a lot of ambition to win trophies. And I'm like, I'm sure Messi likes his friend, but I'm pretty sure in the stage that he's in his career, he wants to win and win now. Mm. Exactly. He's got a few years left. He can spend time with his friends back back in, but like when he inevitably goes back to to Argentina yeah. when he finishes his career, he's not going to be thinking about that now. Well, what about um a, <laughs> a Messi for Aguero swap deal? <laughs> it's That's going like, to be the worst swap deal. <laughs> yeah, but like he's out of contract anyway, so at least this way Barcelona could get something for him. It's yeah, it's, it's going to be him just leaving. Yeah, true. It probably wouldn't even be a swap deal. It'd just be Messi goes to City and Aguero goes to Barca. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It, it'll be interesting what what happens with that. Um, yeah, because obviously Messi seemed close to going to to Man City last summer. Man City could seem close to going to Man City. Is that what I said? <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Messi was close. Yeah. And then, so, they, and, then the, and then the front office just dogged him, and then they're just making stupid decisions like this. Yeah. It's just like error after error from the board. Yeah, because I suppose that that, that brings us to, like, to, to the next um, big pieces of news in La Liga. I suppose the, the first one isn't that big that Barcelona want to get rid of Koeman and find someone better. The the other one is that that Zidane wants to apparently leave Madrid, which is um, which is interesting. Such a weird bloke. Like you come in, win three Champions Leagues, and then be like, "Nah, I'm out. Don't actually go to manage anywhere else. You just leave." Yeah. Then they get they get Lopetegui in, who uh, like got sacked from the Spain national team like Uh, a week before the World Cup because he said he was going to join Madrid after the World Cup, which was a whole weird thing. And then he does terribly, and then Zidane just strolls back in. Doesn't I mean like, I think they won a Copa del Rey maybe, but like hasn't won the Champions League, hasn't won the league since. Yeah, like surely you'd want to stay around and build something. Yeah, I just as don't get where, he, where he's jumping in and out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, honestly, like, I, 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 the fortunes of Real Madrid is not something that keeps me up at night. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I, if they were suddenly a bit worse off, I wouldn't really care. Yeah, but um, but like, yeah, I mean. Zidane just needs to make his mind up. What are you doing? Like, what's he going to do if he's not coaching? Because it didn't seem like he was doing much when he wasn't at Real Madrid. Yeah, I, th- I think it'll just be interesting who Barcelona and um, Real Madrid bring in because there's obviously not that many coaches on the market. Yeah, really high level coaches on the market with Nagelsmann going to Bayern and uh, Pochettino just signing it. Uh, you're just getting signed at um, PSG. So hey, yeah, I've heard um, Mikel Arteta's a tactical genius. <laughs> <laughs> Barcelona. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm yet to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Um, but yeah, it'll be really interesting, and that and those games are this weekend. So hopefully, Atletico Madrid win the win the league. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, I, I hope they do too. Like, especially just like just 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 to, just to break that sort of duopoly in that league. Yeah, because yeah, it's it's been seven years since they won, since Atletico won the league, and it's been a Barcelona or a Madrid every year since then. So yeah. Uh, all right, moving on though. Um, not a title race in the Premier League, but the top four slash European race is still very much alive with one game to go. Uh, looking at the ladder, we've got Chelsea, I'm pretty sure, are safe on 67 in third. But then you've got Liverpool on 66, Leicester on 66, West Ham on 62 in um, sixth place. 
uh, Spurs on 59 points ahead on Everton um, on goal difference on, on 59 who's also um, in 8 in eighth, sorry, I just botched that. But Spurs are in seventh, Everton are in eighth, both on fifty nine points. Spurs have a better goal difference. Then Arsenal are ninth on fifty eight points. Um, but here's the kicker, Wilbur. Here it is. Uh, Leicester play Spurs, and Everton play City in what's going to be like the guard of honor game essentially for City. So yeah, it's hard pressed to see them losing that one. Yeah, I think they'll they'll probably be pretty up for it. Um, so yeah. Uh, but if Leicester beats Spurs and Everton lose, Arsenal, after the season we've had, can actually jump up into uh, the Europe, Europa League spots in seventh. Yeah, which would be amazing. And and you'd, you'd finish above Tottenham as well, which yeah. is which is Saint Tottering's Day. <laughs> Saint Tottering's Day for the first time in five years, which would be nice. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean that'd be great. Would would it would it be good for Arsenal to have a season off? I think European. I, like my my. Heart says I want to play European football, but my head says absolutely like, 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 like. Part of me goes, "Oh, you need European football to like, you know, draw big players." But I'm like, how many big players are really going to come for Europa League? And also, just like, why not just consolidate with what we've got? You know, like I'm sure we can. Like, I think you were saying this the other day. Like, there's like Arsenal's still a big enough market team to attract certain players, and yeah. like, you, and like, you can, I feel like we can still like find if players that want to play for us that will improve our squad so yeah I, I think if you could maybe just spend a season focusing on focusing on the league sort of consolidate a bit and then like get into the champion get into a Champions League spot I think you'll be a far more attractive prospect because you do have these young players who should be kicking off in the next few seasons who have been like really good but maybe not quite as consistent as they as they will be in the future so one thing I did um, notice was that if you guys do lose to City and Spurs um, and, and Arsenal and Leeds win their game as well you have to finish 10th which would be not too good yeah <laughs> we've really there's just been some games recently like um, the game at Aston Villa where we drew nil all and there's just like you know, we're literally playing for these Europa League spots, which would be which would be huge for us. And they've just completely, I don't know. I, I don't think, yeah, they didn't just, show up for it. We had Andre Gomez. I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> it's been like it's, it's been frustrating for me too, just to watch it. Not even, it's not even an Everton fan, but like you played like decently good football, but just like catastrophically bad in front of goal. Yeah, like and players who have been scoring goals this season have just not scored goals like Dom and Richardson have had like and Andre Gomez just like multiple like chances where it's not hard to hit the target from where they were inside the box edge of the box one on ones and like it's, I think it's just showcased even more so that Carlo needs to do like a fairly big clear out because I saw this thing today this comment that like Carlo's like still in the beginning phase of clearing out four managers worth of bad signings yeah, for sure. I yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I think Dom Dom has never been a good finisher. He had he had the start of his season was he he, he was scoring some some nice goals, but then it all dried up. Richarlison is in in my opinion a good finisher, but he just had a bit of a like a dry spell. No, I think he too. He also like. Both these players, though, are also young and yet to hit, the, hit their primes. They're both yeah. 23, I'm pretty sure. Which is, yeah, I think the, the first um, 
transfer window that, that Carlo had, he, he he's solidified the defence. Yeah. And, and also- the, the defence is, is good now. And also those, those two holding midfielders, Allen and Decore, or box-to-box or whatever you want to call them, are, are, are great in the centre of midfield. We now just need to strengthen up top. Yeah, and you can also... I, I would argue that the four signings that Carlo brought in, like the four biggest ones, have, when fit, been your four best players this yeah. season. Godfrey... Uh, Decure, Allen, and James Rodriguez. Like, James when he when he plays is is easily far and away our best player. You can just see how technically like brilliant he is. Um, it's it'll just be interesting to see whether he wants to stay in the Premier League because I, I I think he's that he he's missed a lot of games through like injury or, or niggles, but I think he's he just feels a little bit like it's too too physical for him. I think there's been reports that he's said stuff like maybe, that. Maybe so. just get like some real hectic conditioning coach. <laughs> just fucking whip him in the off-season. <laughs> but that's the thing. He will get targeted as well. So I can, I can sympathise with it. But yeah. like... Please play. <laughs> <laughs> please, man. Um, yeah, anyway. It's going to be a really interesting uh, last round on Sun Monday morning for us. Uh, yeah, Monday Monday at one o'clock. Also, yeah. Leeds are playing West Brom. So we're likely to finish 10th. Yeah. <laughs> Not great. But who knows, you know? For all, for all we know, Everton could beat City and Liverpool could lose and Leicester could win and Liverpool could miss out on top four as well, you know? Like, it's, it's, a, it's a crazy world we live in. Because, you know, it's Roy Hodgson's last game against Liverpool. Oh, true. That moves on to our next point, which is um, Roy Hodgson is uh, not... He didn't use the word retiring, but he's quote-unquote stepping away from the rigours of top flight football. Which, I mean, he's 73 years old. It's probably retirement, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he might just, you know, take it easy in some lower league. Yeah, but... But we, that's old. Yeah, I also might move into some sort of, like, management role at Crystal Palace or something, like a director of football or something like that. Yeah, true. But, true. yeah, I, I, th- I just wanted to take a quick sec to pay the respects because he's been a, a pillar of not only English football, but f- football in Europe uh, over the last 45 years, which is how long he's been coaching for. Uh, and, yeah, he's coached, uh, managed 15, at, le- at least 15, possibly more than 15 teams. Uh, and club and international, he's managed, uh, managed three different ca- uh, nations, oh, most he? notably England. Um, and he, he didn't—he had some periods like like in England and like Liverpool. He didn't do so well, but most of the time he's just been a very like consistent mid-table team manager. I don't think anyone has done the England job well no. <laughs> since '66. But yeah, yeah. Fun fact: uh, Roy Hodgson coached Inter and also was uh, Roberto Carlos's manager for a year or two. Oh, true. <laughs> One of Roberto Carlos play winger, so Roberto Carlos didn't think he was a very good coach. Roberto Carlos should have played on the wing. Yeah, that's what I reckon. With fucking talent like that, in, yeah. this, in this modern day and age, you'd be playing right wing back or right wing every game. Yeah. Incredible. No, that, that's, that's cool that he coached Roberto Carlos. I didn't know that. I wonder how he would have gone speaking Italian. <laughs> <laughs> the, the fact that he can't even pronounce W O R's probably anyway. Yeah. He love probably boy. can't roll them. <laughs> You try and say ragazzi. Ragazzi. Anyway, moving on to um, what is going to be the feature uh, of this episode, which is what we've had a lot of fun doing in preparation for this episode, is um, we're doing our end of season awards, which is uh, Monday Night Football does these. And I mean the Premier League does these too. There's uh, there's the team of the season, there's the manager of the season, the Premier League, the player of the season, the young player of the season, and we've also thought of another award that's just our podcast specific, which we'll tell you in a second. But we're going to run through 
our team first and then all the individual awards. How do you want to... I'm going to sneeze in a second, so bear with me, but <laughs> maybe I can let it go away. Anyway, moving on. If I sneeze, I sneeze. Uh, how do you want to do this? Do you want to... <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, let's... Feel it coming. <laughs> I, th- I think we've both gone with four three threes. Yep. So let's go... Let's go through position by position. Okay, cool. You want to kick us off? Yes. Yeah, so, so in goals, I've got Edward Mendy. Um, and, and the reason... The reasoning is when he came into that Chelsea side um, early in the season, it was it was it was in the summer transfer window, very late, but he he came in then, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he just he just like stabilized, I reckon, their whole of defense, which like Kepper had made quite a few errors already in in the season, um, and I just think the effect that he had on that Chelsea team was immense. He's very high in, in the Golden Glove. Um, so yeah, he's my pick for goalie. Can't argue with that. Uh, my pick isn't that. Uh, it's actually Emmy Martinez. So you can't argue with that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I can't argue with the pick. I, I can just say that there's another guy as deserving. Yeah. Because um, like, yeah, Mendy's been immense. And like, no, notable that neither of us have picked Edison just because he's been behind the best defence in the, in the country. So like, yeah. I don't reckon he's had to make many saves. But yeah, he is incredible. He is really good. Yeah. But like at the same time, I just don't think he has needed to display how good a keeper is as your pick and my pick, which is Emmy Martinez from um, Aston Villa. Yes, Aston Villa are finished, going to finish 11th, but he's only got one less clean sheet than Edward Mendy. And I just, and playing behind not a bad backline, but a worse backline than what Chelsea's got. And playing in a team that, like, no disrespect to Dean Smith, but he's not Thomas Tuchel. So. Yeah. Uh, and I also just think like I feel like every couple of weeks I'm watching him in highlights just make a bucket load of saves like there's the, the Brighton game springs to mind the away where he pretty much secured them a point on his on, on his own then there's like the Tottenham game a couple of days ago where he like saved two or three shots from Harry Kane that were destined for the goal that deflection yeah, yeah. That he yeah he he pulls off crazy crazy saves yeah uh, yeah and like and, and like. Slight, you know, uh, I might be slight Arsenal bias, just wanting to see a guy who's at the club for ten years do well. But yeah. I, I feel like he, like he, I feel like he's done enough to definitely deserve to be in my team this season. No, he's he's widely praised for sure, for sure. He's um, yeah, a, a few of the team of the seasons that, that that I've sort of watched on YouTube and stuff. He's he's been in quite a few of them. He's um yeah. justification, <laughs> justified. <laughs> All right, right, YouTube. <laughs> Um, I've got Kyle Walker. Yeah. Yep. Um, Ruben Diaz yeah. uh, as the first center back. He was the first first yeah. one on the team sheet. Football Riders uh, Player of the Year announced oh, last night. Yeah, true, true. I think I saw that one. Very deserving. Very yeah. deserving. Um, the second the second center back um, is John Stones. I've got Harry Maguire, <laughs> which is like considering how much off air I used to slate him. Yeah. Um, I think it's a testament for how well he's improved his game, but uh, yeah, hundred percent. I actually did have Maguire initially, um, and yeah, he's obviously played. Well, he he played every game for Manchester United this season up until he got injured, um, and for that reason, his stats have been quite good. Um, the reason I've gone for Stones is that I feel that. Even though Maguire may have some better statistics and he might be looking better at the moment, I feel like it might be the result of being shielded by United's system. 
which Brendan plays McTominay, with yeah. which plays with two quiet defensive um, centre midfielders every single game without fail. Um, Freddie McTominay or Matic or whoever goes in there. Um, so he's he's also not asked to do as much as Stones is asked to do. Um, so like pl- playing with the ball at the back. Um, and I also feel like when if if I wanted someone going up for a corner or a or, or a free kick for a header, I'd, oh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd want Stones in there over Maguire. So, so yeah, that's my. Yeah. He's 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 a bit shielded by United's system, and I think that's the reason he might look a bit better. But I think Stones is a better player. Fair enough. Uh, my reason was I think that as much as he had errors and faults in the start of the season, notably against Tottenham in the six-one game. I think overall he's like, he's improved to pretty much be the player that he, uh, he was when Leic- uh, United signed him from Leicester, and I think United's overall performance has improved throughout the season due to that. He is shielded, but I also just think he's just got finally settled in that team, and their backline hasn't changed every week, and uh, it's been settled, and he's just just shown that he's a quality player. I also think that uh, while Stones is really good, I feel like being next to Diaz has really helped him a lot. I feel like. Um, Sort of gave his. We talked about this, but he's, he's given his career somewhat of like a rebirth. But I, I, that's not to discredit Stones at all. I think he's quality, and I actually think, like, I know he, Stones made an error in the one of the most recent England games, but I actually reckon Stones and Maguire next to each other will, will be quite a competent pairing. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think that'd be a great pairing. Hopefully, Maguire's back for for the Euros. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I suppose they both had those sort of parts of their careers where. They had a bit of a dip. Obviously, yeah, Maguire. both big money signings as well. Yeah, a lot of pressure. Yeah, so it's good to see them both doing well. Thirty million between them. But between, between them, yeah. Well, because Maguire was seventy. Maguire was eighty. Eighty. That's yeah. right. And, yeah. and Stones is fifty. That's right. Jesus, the price for an English centre back. I tell you what. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, left back. Uh, Luke Shaw. Yeah, I got Luke Shaw too. Yeah, he was. No, he was awesome. Him. It's it's great uh, to see him and doing also well. I feel like there was like possibly like. It wasn't close to the next best. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. I can't can't think of who's been the because obviously a- Andy Robertson is is the other um, world class left back in the league, but he hasn't done too much this season. Yeah, and I feel like there's like who else is there? There's there's Cresswell from West Ham, but like, mm. and then like if he had stayed fit, then James Justin we would have made a case. Yeah, from Leicester, but like again, you could almost put Yao Cancelo there. Like, you're not going to put a right back who's playing left back at left back anyway um, sure undisputed left back uh, midfield uh, I've got Kante I don't have Kante don't have Kante <laughs> um, who have you got um, so wait are you, are you, are you, are you a, is your 4-3-3 a flat 3 or, or is it like a 2 and a 1 in front I've just got 3 3 midfielders who call my phone <laughs> I've just got 3, three midfielders um they're they're not in any sort of position. They're just yeah. They're, they're just they're just the three best. Yeah, because like I'll, 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 we both. They're just done. three midfielders. <laughs> um, we've got. Uh, I've got on this like lineup app thing that we were linked to me before. I've got like a four three three, but it's like a two and a one in front. Oh, okay. So, so I've two, got two. Bo- I've got like, I've got like a like a six eight ten. Yeah, but like like both the two sitting ones aren't CDMs; they're just like centre mids. Okay. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know in FIFA, you can set like four three three defensive and four three three attack. Yeah, Mine's yeah. Mine's a four three three attack. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, let's go. Well, so so you had Kante. I I didn't have Kante because I I suppose I thought 
Um, he has been world class since Tuchel's came in, but I don't, he just didn't really feature quite as much early in the season, so yeah. I didn't have him in. My reason, my, my thing was like he didn't feature as much, but I'm not like dis- making that like his fault. I'm just being like that's Frank just being. Yeah, it, it could have been Frank actually. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. got I, I suppose in place I've I've got Gundogan, a uh, Gundogan who was um, yeah, just basically the best player in the league between December and February when City made that charge from like, I don't know what they were. They were like seventh or something. Yeah, they had a Six, bunch of games in hand. And, and then they just, and they went straight up to the top. And that he was the most important player for City in that time, the best player in the league at that time. And yeah, he's also been good since then. Yeah, I, I almost had him in. I was toying between him and this other player that I've picked, Thomas Socek. I picked him. Oh uh, yeah, because he's I, been... I think like Gundogan was really good, and like I, he, he was almost in my team. It was only reason I, I didn't put him in is like Socek's been the guy for West Ham all season. He's played thirty all thirty seven games. I'm pretty sure, maybe thirty six, but I'm pretty sure he's played all thirty seven. I hasn't. He's been integral, scoring goals, uh, linking play from the back. Like he's just been the ultimate, like slightly more defensively minded box to box. He's like he's been that new model of that tall midfielder that. David Moyes like he used to be Fellaini now yeah. it's Thomas Ocek he's like a better version of Fellaini <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah and obviously West Ham have achieved something pretty incredible this season too, yeah but so. Gundogan's a great shout um, who's your other guy um, Fernandez. yeah I got him too both got Fernandez, and then I've also got Mount Mason Mount interesting I thought he was more of a winger <laughs> He, he he plays ten usually, so yeah, okay. he would. But I suppose I've got Fernandez and Mount in there. But again, these are just the three best midfielders. That's I think all out attack. Mount has been like consistently, like eight out of ten, um, th- th- throughout the whole season. He, he won he won Chelsea's Men's Player of the Year. Yeah, I can um, see that. That's crazy. He's he's really good and just technically technically very sound. So I've gone for him. No, that's, that's a fair shout. Um. I, I can't I, to be fair I, I he didn't even cross my mind I, and I kind of I don't think he, so I still don't think he would have made my team but I definitely wish I had considered a bit more mm. uh, may, uh, moving on to the front three uh, wait so you've got oh, Conte Fernandez and Socek oh, Socek yeah, yeah that's right <laughs> uh, right wing I've got Mo Salah kind of controversially I know Liverpool have been bad this season and I know the whole front three has missed a lot of chances but he I feel like he still scored 22 goals gave four assists and he's also been a big part of their recent resurgence back to the top four also he should have had higher assist number if if Mane could kick the ball this season Um, but yeah the the other thing he he wasn't in my front three um, mainly because I feel like he probably should have had 50 goals this season Um, but it it is fair because he going forward he's sort of been the only one who's been making it work for Liverpool and yeah, he's been until, he's been let down a lot Firmino started finally found a bit of form but for like yeah. most of the season it's been him alone yeah. and Diogo Jota but then he was out injured for ages he's got apparently been injured again, again yeah, yeah. yeah sucks I saw this thing it was on, his, on Instagram it was like um, this, like someone had made you know how people make like fan accounts for players yeah like, like the, this, and someone made this like Diogo 7 updates page and it was like gonna be he's like oh here's the new page guy's gonna do all this like <laughs> Diogo 7 updates uh, everything about Diogo Jota and then it was like Diogo Jota uh, left, has left the pitch with an injury and it's like this page has started well and then it was like Diogo Jota out for the rest of the season with injury and the guy was like fuck <laughs> <laughs> 
I've just started a new one. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, I've got I've got Rashford up there, and this this is on the left. Left? No, right. 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 Yeah. yeah. That's a controversial take for me. <laughs> he wasn't anywhere near it. We we got to remember <laughs> everything that Rashford's done. Like he's. I don't know. Everything he's done off the field, too. I oh, know this isn't about what he's done <laughs> off the field, but he's he's been amazing off the field with all the stuff um, that yeah, he's that he's it. done there. And I think he has been quietly achieving quite a lot. Like he's a player that is class and has carried United for for, for quite a few seasons. And now they're kicking off a bit, and he's still he's still central to everything they do. And they've had quite a good season, so yeah, I, 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 I think he's had a good season, and they've had a good season. I just think there's, better I love Marcus. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, <laughs> uh, but that's fine. This is this is, this is why it's it's good to have two different uh, teams in opinion. Uh, I've got left wing Son. I don't think you're gonna have somehow. Um, I've got Foden. <laughs> yeah, I can, I, that's that's fair. He's in a lot of people's team in the seasons. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I think there's definitely a argument to be made about that he hasn't featured quite as much as a lot of these other players um, but yeah just a breakout season technically the best young English player since Wayne Rooney yeah he's he's awesome yeah I mean like yeah um, he he hasn't like like some people make the account that he hasn't scored that many goals and assists but like that's not like that's not his whole game and like we saw against Brighton on the week that on the weekend on, on the other day that like he can still do that if he needs to. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, my pick for Sod was like, he's still scored 17 goals and 10 assists this season. Um, and like, he, he was a little bit out of sorts when he came out of the team, but I think the whole team is a bit burnt out at that point as well. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, he's like, he's just like, he's consistently a really solid goal threat for Tottenham. Yeah, and, yeah. and to do it under the, 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 you know, the system that he was playing under yeah. with Mourinho didn't, didn't help him at all and to still get those... And also with, yeah, with, with Kane and... Um, well, Kane helps him, but with, uh, with uh, other players like Bale and um, Lamella and Bergwijn potentially taking more opportunities away from him, the skill to still get all those goals yeah. is, is, uh, is impressive. Yeah. And then I'm pretty sure you've got Kane up top. Yeah, I've got Kane Yeah, I mean, there's no right <laughs> There's no one else. Really interesting to see where he goes in the summer. That'll be a topic for another day, I reckon. Yeah, I hope uh, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, finally, let's get the let's get the awards on the road. Um, I've got for my manager of the season. I've got David Moyes. It's a it's it's a very very good choice. I've got Thomas Tuchel. I think yeah, him him, him coming in. Um, to to just flip that team on its head from from struggling so much. Obviously, they had a lot of good players, but to change their fortunes so dramatically is very impressive. So yeah, it's no, great. That's, a, that's a good shout. My, my for me, Moyes is just like uh, a lot of people, myself included, touted them to be uh, relegation favorites at the start of the season, or maybe not like favorites, but like thereabouts, like fighting for the survival. And a lot, of, I think, a lot of West Ham fans thought that too. And yeah, to just completely turn it around and be charging for the Champions League for most of the season and they'll just miss out now but they'll still make Europa League is really impressive with a team that on paper shouldn't even be anywhere near that table like I mean you can argue like like that they've on, on paper that team is now looks better but like if you sad to say that that team on paper at the start of the season was going to be finishing fifth there yeah not, not at all yeah but yeah that's a, a great a, a great season for Moyes he's, he's killed it yeah and I feel like it. he deserves a bit of redemption after the rough running he's had yeah at, you know that was just yeah. 
Terrible stuff. Uh, player of the season, I feel like there'll be no debate here. Ruben Diaz. Yeah. 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 I he mean, was single-handedly has fixed that city back line that was so leaky last season. Yeah. 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 I I think they'd spent fifty fifty million pounds on like four separate centre backs before him, yeah. <laughs> and this one this one's stuck. But he is he is incredible at at twenty three, um, to be the main man. Um, stabilizing City's backline and taking them to the title basically is and also like I'm not going to say he's better yet but like after Van Dyke had a very similar season for Liverpool everyone was saying he was the best centre back in the Premier League and possibly one of the best centre backs to ever play in the Premier League which I don't agree with but like yeah. there hasn't been the same level of chat up in Diaz which I think is a bit a bit harsh a bit harsh like, like, like he's, he looks to be as good a player almost yeah, I don't know why that is. I, I agree. He's had a similar sort of breakout season to to, to what Van Dyke had for Liverpool. I'm not sure why. I, I suppose It'd be to, to, to be considered in the best Premier League centre backs ever, you need to do it for a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah. But I, I just think that like like Van Dyke. I mean, to be fair, Van Dyke was doing it in the Premier League for quite a while for Southampton and looking really good. So well, yeah, we'll see. But I also I think that like he's a player that ten or so years. From now, we could look, be looking back and he stays in the Premier League and be like, this guy is the real deal. Mm, yeah. Uh, moving on to young player of the season. I feel like, again, we're going to have absolute no debates. It's Phil Foden. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Phil Foden. He's, like, yeah, there, there's been other good players this season, like Greenwood and Saka. Um, but yeah, Phil Foden is just like, like you said before, like technically, easily the best player. Yeah, he's just technically in, in every aspect of his game. You know whether he's playing that winger role or, as you said before, dr- dropping deeper and and creating stuff from that deeper role is just it's it's beautiful. And like watch. yeah, like we touched on, I'm not sure if it was last episode or the episode before, but like I mean, it's it's not that crazy to say that he could very soon be touted in the same level as Han and Mbappe. Yeah. yeah, I think I th- I think what a lot of people say is that maybe it's a, it's a small sample yeah. of, of games. But like I, any, I, young, I just any young players gonna have a small sample against because they haven't been playing for that long. Yeah, yeah. But that might that might be why they're not. Some people don't consider him as in the same breadth. Yeah, in in that same um, group with, with Mbappe and Haaland. Yeah. But I just I just even though it has been a small sample of games, I still think that he he's he's showing technically enough to be considered in the same. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Finally, uh, the award that I mentioned alluded to before is um, yes. what we've called the Coaches Award. It's not and like in the Coaches Award in you know, local football, it's the guy who like you know holds the water bottles or gets all the equipment or like you know just doesn't quite make the first team but like works really hard for the reserves, whatever. This isn't that. This is a player who and if if we do this uh, next season, it might be like a guy who like Van Dyke who comes back from injury and kills it, you know. Um, but it's a guy. It's a player who doesn't make the team of the season and doesn't win any of the awards, but deserves credit. Like a guy who's just like for their team has just done an amazing job and maybe unexpectedly so. Uh, and yeah, it's just like has just killed it and deserves some recognition. So without uh, without that being said, sorry. <laughs> um, my one is Stuart Dallas from. Leeds. I feel like, yeah, he played the last two seasons in the championship with Leeds, possibly was there for longer before, uh, as a right-back predominantly. Moved up to um, the Premier League. 
and Luke Ayling moved to right back when they signed some more centre backs, and Luke Ayling locked that down. He didn't. Some a lot of players like that would find themselves on the bench, but no, he almost reinvented himself as a hustling box to box centre midfielder. And yeah, like he just like he's everywhere, all over the pitch. Um, technically, he's like surprisingly good too. Like he has hit some really nice crisp uh, worldies almost from outside the box. He hit a volley really well, and like yeah, just. Just, just like I just feel like he's been integral to like how good they've been. Like they're going to finish top half of the table in their first season, and unlike Sheffield, I think they'll actually hang around. And yeah, they, they they seem to have that 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 quality that Sheffield never never had. Like she- Sheffield were just a team that was really robust defensively. Um, but yeah, D- D- Dallas is has been incredible, and yeah, definitely like epitomizes what the lead squad is all about just like busting a gut yeah, working like really hard BL's a like mentality or whatever yeah yeah no that's a, it's, it's a good shout it's a good shout um my coach's award <laughs> is um Emmy Emmy Martinez ah yes yeah yeah <laughs> that's that's where he is that's where he is <laughs> um yeah I, I just think to, to to sort to sort of leave a club in Arsenal that you've been with for ten years and you know that that he said is his home basically you've heard his very strange <laughs> hybrid accent <laughs> you spent a lot of time in in North London to to move away from from the club that you probably love a little bit more um, and go to a, a essentially a lesser club no disrespect to Aston Villa barely at this point <laughs> but but to be the main man and 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 showcase how good you are and and to do that so effectively and get such wide praise is is a very good feat so yeah nah 100 percent nah love love emmy and love yeah. to see him thrive yeah um and like in, in, in i hate another... to hear him talk <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, no. it's quite funny to hear him talk actually him and hector valerian it's just like what yeah what's going on it's a weird sort of <laughs> spanish north london hybrid um but yeah in a in a different life and we if, if we didn't have leno he could have who knows he could have been that guy for us for the next five six seven years but as it turns out he wasn't but like power to him like i'd love to see a good young arsenal academy boy thrive yeah they're both world class keepers Leno and, and him and also th- I also hope that um, with the Copa America this uh, off season and potentially with the World Cup next season he can lock down that Argentina number one job because at, at the moment I think someone got someone in the for Boca Juniors or someone in that league keeps for them but I feel like he plays in a better league with tougher competition he should 100% be the number one target yeah yeah, yeah he should be he's, he's awesome but yeah, that that will wrap it up for this week. Um, we've gone with another 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 longish one for forty three minutes. But uh, yeah, I feel like that was oh, yeah, a lot of stuff that we needed to get through. I yeah, yeah, we needed to, needed to talk about everything that we've talked about today. Um, looking ahead for what are we, what are we doing next week? Um, uh, England Euro squad. Oh yes, very interesting. But yeah, we're going to be doing a twenty three man uh, England squad and. Uh, the, the our well, our uh, first eleven lineup would be for the opening game against Croatia. Yeah. The big question is who's playing right back. Yeah, so, yeah. We'll, 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 you'll have to wait. And, and does see. Trent make the squad? Yeah. <laughs> do we do we hate him like everyone else does? Or? But yeah, uh, that'll be fun. Hopefully, England doesn't actually release their actual squad before we do that podcast, or, or else that will 
render our whole episode redundant. <laughs> it might make it a bit less interesting, but we could still do it. Yeah, I mean, obviously everyone still wants to hear our take on it. We're uh, experts. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that'll wrap us up for this week. Uh, as always, uh, follow us on Spotify if you like what you hear. Uh, follow us on Instagram, 40 Yard Squitch, and... We'll put we'll put our team of the seasons up. Yeah, we'll put up some little graphics. Um, maybe put together some, maybe Photoshop ourselves on Gary and Jamie's face or something. Yeah. But yeah, uh, tune uh, tune in next week and give us a follow and share our stuff if if you're that way inclined. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, see you later, guys.